All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Shabbat Lounge. This is Matt. And Jake. And I'm sure you're sitting there thinking, um, wow, uh, this was much better when I couldn't see them. Yes, so, the face and, made for radio yes, problem. Yes. And um, I hope that, um, that you can forgive us. Yeah, so. sorry for the disappointment. Yes, yes. But uh, I appreciate uh, my oldest son helped us set this up, and he's a... A wizard, it, um, a wizard, that's bad. That's bad. So, Why would you? I don't know. <laughs> he is not a wizard. He's, he's good <laughs> at uh, video things, <laughs> and we'll put it that way, and uh, makes a living at it, and um, so he, I talked him into helping us do this, and uh, we couldn't do it without him, and um, that's how we find ourselves here, And but we always appreciate that you listen. We ask that you help us get more subscribers. And um, we would like to get the word out to as many people as possible and try to grow the channel. Uh, we are not making money off of this. Uh, this nope. is uh, just um, what we put together. And, um, you know, there's, there's no money being exchanged here. This is free content. And, uh, but we do appreciate um, more subscribers. And it just asks you to share this in any social media platform you have. When you tell someone about it, you can just tell them to Google Sabbath Lounge. And, and uh, when you Google Sabbath Lounge, it'll be the first few things that pop up in Google, and that's the easiest way to find us. Yep. So, but we can be found on TikTok, Facebook, where else, Jake? Everywhere. I Everywhere. mean, we're on the web. If you're looking yes. for us, you'll find us. That's right. So. If you really want to find us, you'll find us. Yeah. So, but today, we're going to talk about Shavuot. It's been a little while. Uh, we're a little bit behind. Sometimes we work on these things when we talk about them in, in the Torah um, reading. And uh, we start working on some, some, some of those things. And then it just takes us a little while to kind of flesh it out. So, so here we are, Shavuot. All fleshed out. Fleshed out. In the flesh. Yeah. So, so Shavuot, what is it? Um, so after Passover, uh, we count off seven weeks plus one. To get to 50 days and your Shavuot. Uh, so Jake, uh, what are your thoughts about what what makes Shavuot unusual compared to other holidays that we have? Well, and, well, before we get there, if you don't know, Shavuot might be called Pentecost or Feast of Feast of Weeks. Yeah. Right. So, so if you've heard those things, we're all, we're all talking about the same thing. So. Right. So yeah. So Shavuot is the only feast day. Where you have, where it's not specifically given to you, you have to like make sure you're paying attention and looking for it, counting for it, to uh, know when that's going to show up. You have well, that, to count days to reach it. Right, count days, and and don't you think there's some anticipation? You know, so so let's think about that just a minute. I don't want to go pagan, but you know. What 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 is the thing that counts down that we almost all know about or knew about before we came into Torah? Oh, there's like the some sort of Advent calendar yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what do you th- you know? I think they probably stole the idea from Shavuot um, and that concept of counting down. You know, I can remember as a kid, I had this uh, cardboard thing, and every day you opened up a new little door. And you and got the chocolate, right. or something. <laughs> and I can remember though, I was the kid that was like, I opened open them all, you know, ahead of time. And I can remember my mom going, "Wait, why'd you do that?" I was like, "I wanted to see what was there." Yeah, 
else? <laughs> Why wait? You showed me where the candy was. Yes. And expected me not to just go why, for it yeah why torture yourself in little bitty chunks and just get it over with so. yeah it's also healthier to eat them all at once <laughs> yes because yes, you is. don't have that prolonged mm-hmm. you know sugar tooth decay situation yeah. mm-hmm. so i hear i don't yeah. know any of this yeah yeah i'm not a doctor <laughs> and he does not give medical advice no <laughs> please do not seek this channel for medical advice please call 911 so if you, I think I'll chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> that escalated quickly. <laughs> well, I don't what know. What were we even talking? What is this show about? <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, Shavuot. Shavuot. Shavuo. That's right. Um, yeah. Oh, you talked about anticipation, though. Anticipation. Right, but it's interesting though because I think something close to that is uh, Feast of Trumpets. Because you're looking for the moon. Yeah. Right? So it's, Same it's similar. It's a similar concept. But this one is, yeah, it's special. Mm-hmm. It's special. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something to counting that makes us, you know, pay attention more maybe. So think about road trips you've been on. You know, you probably didn't do this in Pennsylvania, but in Texas. Uh, and I am wearing my Texan shirt. In Texas growing up, we would count the number of windmills on a road trip. Oh, yeah, we that didn't was, do that. That was our big highlight. So do they have windmills in Pennsylvania? Some, but we mostly count raccoons. So yeah. when we came out, we went to uh, uh, the Baker Creek Seed Festival. And when we got into, where is that, uh, Missouri, we noticed that you instead of counting raccoons on the side of the road, in Missouri, they count you count the... Uh, uh oh, what are they they give you the leprosy armadillos armadillos yeah <clears throat> we hadn't seen a bunch of those so we're like i guess down here those are like raccoons so mm-hmm. yeah kind of so but i think there's you know something to that it keeps you engaged on a road trip you know um i guess it gives you something to do otherwise you're you know you're going when are we going to get there how much further and you know, I think that's why parents invented that game. Uh, Probably. I know that I never thought about that, doing it myself. Somebody taught me to do that. So, anyway. But there's the concept, counting down. Um, and then you also see some patterns. And I think the, uh, the Torah, the Bible is full of patterns. And when we see these patterns develop, we have to pay attention to them. And, and one of the patterns is mountaintop moments, clouds, fire the voice of Yahuwah, uh, prophecy, and... And then there's covenant, uh, when the Spirit sent to mankind, and this one that we'll expound on a little is multilingual events. So, so I think anytime you see these things, you need to start going, huh, what's happening here? Is this... Is, is this a Shavuot type moment? And so, you know, I, I do believe that when it comes to these feasts, that these feasts were set in place with Adam and Eve. And that, you know, there's so much that, that we don't necessarily know. I don't know what Adam knew. You know, probably no one does know that information. But, but we do know that he walked and he talked with the Father in the cool of the evening in the garden. And we don't know how long of a time that was. You know, we, we read that account and, you know, we think in our head, in our grade school mind, oh, that was like a 
couple of days. Well, because it's right out at yeah. the next page, something else is happening. Yeah. So it's not very much far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just the like next page. That much. <laughs> so, uh, but it could have been years. You know, it could have been forty, fifty years, sixty years. It's all, you know, it was probably a long time to, and just just everything about Adam. You know, like how long does it take you to name all the animals? Right. I'm thinking that take that took a minute. Yeah. He didn't just sit down and go, oh, I'm gonna call that one a giraffe. Monkey, elephant, kangaroo. I mean, did it go like that? I don't. I don't know. Even don't if know. it did like that, you know, somebody still should do take the, a while. Do the math on that. Is how many animals could you name in say sixty seconds? You know, uh, and then how many animals there are to be named? How many minutes would it take you just to say the name? Like a normal person, not like, yeah. someone like not not an auctioneer. Right. Right. So. Exactly. But yeah, just think about just reading the names. Go, have you ever been to a graduation? Yes. Yeah, that takes a while to read a bunch of names. It does. And so, much less <laughs> think of creating a name. Have you ever read the genealogies? Names. You fly yes. right through that, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. When you're reading them mm -hmm. name by name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. But, but yeah, uh, according to the map, you've only gone four inches. But... In reality, who knows how long that time is. Mm -hmm. so. And I do believe in that time, Yahuwah taught Adam about the feast and these things. He knew more information than, than what I once thought. Right, and usually the, the evidence for that is when the sun and the moon and the stars are given, they're given for Moedim, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, it tells you the very beginning yeah. what the purpose of the sun, moon, and stars are. Yeah. So anyway, and Numbers eleven twenty five is where you can find some of this information. And then Yahuwah came down in a cloud and spake unto him, and took of the spirit that was upon him, and gave it unto the seventy elders. And it came to pass that when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied and didn't see. So there's a couple of things here. And the first thing is... This concept of the spirit being passed down. And Jake only thought the spirit stuff happened in the New Testament. Right. Yes. That's that's where it happens. That's the whole point of the New, the New Testament is now we have the spirit. So that's what we listen to now. Mm -hmm. It's not. But it seems like you're showing that in numbers this was happening too. Yes. Way back there. Way in this back. historical document. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. So, and it also states that the rest rest upon them, which makes me think of the tongues of fire, and they prophesy. So, uh, definitely, this could be contrary to things that, you know you once thought. If you're new to this, that the spirit was there uh, all along. It wasn't a new concept for the spirit to come down on someone, right, and uh, fill them and them prophesy or say something and you know even in this week we're talking about Balaam the donkey talks and so I mean and then it, it, he does say even the rocks could cry out so I mean yeah uh, you know it shouldn't shock us when we see these things yeah now I've heard uh, on that note that while the spirit was given to specific people in the Old Testament but uh, I think if you go to Nehemiah it explains there, there's a verse in Nehemiah and I don't know it offhand but that has it tells you that the spirit is with them also in the wilderness so 
Just like with us. Spirit's with us as well. Yep. So, 11.25, we've got this cloud. We've got fire. Does it say fire? It hasn't said fire yet. No, but there are 70 elders. 70. I think anytime you see that number 70, it should be like ding, ding, ding. We're talking about a representation of 70 nations. And so, um, seems like there's a direct reference there. Um, and so, at, when you read at Numbers 11, Jake, do you think it's a possibility that that was about 50 days after Passover? It makes sense. I mean, you have the same events happening as are expressed in what Shavuot is and when Shavuot happens. Um, and so, and I believe prior to that, you see them doing Passover. Mm -hmm. So, uh, or being reminded again of Passover. And we admit there's some speculation here and there, you know. But right, is, when we're following patterns, we're, mm -hmm. we're kind of seeking the pattern, seeing what, what unfolds. Yep, yep. And what about the 70, Jake? Right. So, as you had mentioned, 70 nations, uh, 70 representing 70 nations. There's the 70 elders that are given the, the spirit to prophesy uh, in numbers there. And then um, we're talking about how that perfectly aligns with this idea of having the mixed multitude come out of Egypt. Um, so they would have spoken the languages of the nations. Uh, I don't think it's a stretch to think that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The spirit descends, they prophesied. And yes, like you said, they had uh, the spirit back then. Clearly, clearly. And so when you break <clears throat> down 70, these are the letters. And so what are the letters, Shake? Uh, well, they're these, obviously. <laughs> you got Mem, Yod. What's this one? Mm. I don't remember now. Well, if we go to the next slide, it, it will does tell, tell us. us. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and then... And this is Shin, I believe, at the end. Yeah. So, uh, but um, we do have a broken down. And, uh, Ein. <laughs> How could we forget that? So, But when you break down each of the letters individually, you get uh, Shin, which means to press, goes back to... A teaching that we did on all, we talked about olive oil and being pressed into to 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 get the oil, um, but shin is a this idea of complete completeness um, after being pressed, where there's a you know if you're not complete you haven't been pressed. So, so right, you can't be duality. Where you see everybody is being pressed. I mean, even Yeshua was pressed, mm -hmm. um, not squeezed out of sin, but squeezed out of you know self right and mm -hmm. and self a self will that he wanted to let go to the side yeah. and follow Yahweh's will but definitely this concept of uh, this pressing and and the, the bet is that right bet or the bait bait bet I bait. you know uh, I'll left bet vet hmm. bet I guess bet That's how bet. I would say it yeah <laughs> Is a family, a house, congregation, a mixed multitude. And what about the next one? How do you think you say that one? I say ein. Ein. Yeah. So this is watch or know. And uh, what came to mind with that is that the multitude will be watching and all will know him, right? So it's mm -hmm. um, 
this idea of 70 nations the spirit coming and all seeing and watching and knowing and yeah so and then yod obviously the multitude will worship them uh yahweh um it goes it goes with uh this all knowing him and all will bow to him and uh and then mem which is blood right you can't enter in unless the blood has been paid for for your sins right and all of that tied into what the multitude is yeah so so 70 yep. and what did we say this one was i'm i'm okay yep all right very good and so then let's jump over into acts acts chapter 2 1 through 13 this is when pentecost the 50th day after passover came all the believers were together in one place suddenly a sound like a violent blowing wind came from the sky and filled the whole house where they were staying. Tongues that looked like fire appeared on them, appeared to them. The tongues arranged themselves so that one came to rest on each believer. All the believers were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them the ability or utterance to speak. Right, so that kind of while we were discussing this, Matt was like, so there's this idea of 70 in both of these. And I'm like, I'm not really seeing it. <clears throat> and then we started throwing together this idea of the multitude <clears throat> and how the multitude would have been represented by 70 nations and the 70 elders that we talked about in numbers. And so we kind of started digging into that and found some interesting things well and the, the concept of the multitude of being the people that came out of egypt is a great multitude right representing all 70 nations yeah and that's just something that i hadn't really thought about much and then it made sense though that if you have a multitude of people because the way i think exodus probably worked is you know um people in egypt knew hebrews and they uh, they even during the plagues i feel like they had to talk to people and even though they were in goshen and um but there was some kind of communication that happened and they were like hey what are y'all doing over there why, why are you putting the blood why and they would tell them the story and they'd be like okay i don't want my child to die that'll keep me safe i'm in you know, and I think that's where, and, and, and if you think about it, it's a, it's a lot the way a lot of people start with Yeshua. You know, it's a pretty basic place to start. And I think that um, a lot of the people that were in that mixed multitude, they were starting at a very milk, if you will, milk drinking babe <coughs> state and had a lot to learn, which was very clear as they came across the desert. There were people that didn't know much and uh, they were starting at ground zero. But and you get this concept of a mixed-raced multitude who spoke multiple languages. It makes sense that they might not have all spoke Hebrew. Right, yeah. And well, the question that kind of came to my mind was uh, how... So that 70 elders was of the 70 nations, and then we, which was kind of an odd thing to think about because... You never really hear about that. You hear, well, there's the 12 tribes, and they're given instruction. Yeah. It's like, well, how did they assimilate into those 12 tribes? And just like Matt was saying there, you know, they see during the first Passover, 
the Hebrews doing something and they're like, hey, uh, you, I'm going to jump in there and help and uh, get through this with you. Yeah. And uh, then when they leave together, they're like, okay, I'll be part of, what are you, a Levite? I'll yeah. be that. Yeah. And so that's how they got mixed in. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes a lot of sense um, how that would happen. And um, and that's why they were, you know, a mixed race. I think everyone, you know, until you start studying this stuff out, you think they were all Jews and they all came from, were all related to the same person. But, you know, it, it's it's more than that. You know, there was a, it was a mixed race, a mixed multitude of people. It's a big group of people. Right. From diverse backgrounds. Right. And they probably did represent every part of the known world at the time. Yeah. So that's real confusing to me when people say, well, that's those were for the Jews. It's like, well, we can all agree that there were at least 12 tribes, not just not yeah. just the Jews yeah. there, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I think, and, and yeah, definitely, you know, and we've said that and said that, but, yeah. you know, it's true that um, if you're just coming into this, you know, you should research these things about the multitude and see what you come up with. And so then we go back to Genesis 10, and in Genesis 10... Uh, some translations call this the table of nations and uh, so you may go look at your bible and it may call that the table of nations and so you have the but the descendants of noah in genesis 11 we see the tower of babel and so the common understanding is that the people are scattered into 70 language the 70 countries or 70 nations because there's 70 languages mentioned here right so we get that idea they go through it's yeah it's real funny how it goes because you're like why is it giving me this list of all noah's descendants and then after that it's right into the tower of babel where it, which is like you know before all these uh descendants have happened it's like it kind of jumps back to it. meanwhile this was happening mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh you get tower of babel and it's spread into this you know the idea of the 70 nations so yeah and they all spoke one language at Babel, and then after Babel, they speak 70, which is kind of ties back into there were 70 different people groups. Right, and it doesn't specifically say that they spoke yep. 70, but the understanding is that there was this 70 nations concept. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so then we found this interesting link. Um, and so this uh, came from, I think, a Baptist church, but um, I thought they did a pretty good job of breaking this down this is a table for 70 nations and so this you know if you want to count these um you come up with 70. and i like that they had a map of where these possible descendants went around the world um you know and there, there's a lot of conversation about that and i'm sure there's um you know uh, it's kind of a lot of it's speculative yes but. yeah but uh, but i'll leave that in there you know there's a lot of extra information um i just um, thought it had some good um, graphs charts and other sources that you can look at to, to help you research it so that's really the only reason i had that in there and then when we go back to Acts 2, so we kind of flip-flop in here a little bit. Why don't you read that one, Jake? Okay, so uh, devout Jewish men from every nation were living in Jerusalem. 
They gathered when they heard the wind. Each person was startled to recognize his own dialect when the disciples spoke. Stunned and amazed, the people in the crowd said, All of these men who are speaking are Galileans. Why do we hear them speaking in our native dialects? We are Parthians, Medes, and Elamites. Elamites. So then it goes on to say... Wait. Duplicate. We are people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, uh, the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, uh, Egypt, and the country near Cyrene and Libya. We are Jewish people, converts to Judaism, and visitors from Rome, Crete, and Arabia. We hear these men in our own languages. Okay. And I think going back there, we hear these men in our own languages. I think that's you know that's the part where I'm like maybe it was what they heard or but I mean it does say they spoke with a certain tongue and it, it makes sense with the idea of speaking in tongues that it would have been an actual thing that a speaking miracle right mm -hmm. but, but I mean it's interesting to speculate yeah and so it continues as they tell about the miracles that God has done all of these devout men were stunned and puzzled, and they asked each other, what can this mean? Others said jokingly, they're drunk on sweet wine. As long as it's sweet, I yes, guess. <laughs> not the sour kind. Mm. So, um, speaking of, no, never mind, I'm about to chase a rabbit. Okay. All right, no rabbits. No rabbits. No rabbits were harmed in the making of this production. So, uh, so do you see the connections of multiple, you've got multiple nations, mixed multitude, and all the nations being represented is kind of what we're trying to show here. Yep. Uh, the Book of Jubilees. Uh, we're going to go take a look at that. I don't want to be mad if it did this again, Jake. This one doesn't give us a countdown. No. So this is the part we'll have to delete. Yeah. Delete here. So, all right. So, Prepare we're talking about... Present. So it's full screen. There we go. All right, we're talking about in Jubilees 2, 19 through 21. He said to us, I will now separate for myself a people among nations. Ding, 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 you've got nations. Uh, so that's something to pay attention to. And they will keep Sabbath and sanctify them as my people, and I will bless them. They will be my people, and I will be their God. Seems like I've heard that before. He said it once or twice, I yes, think. Yes, he did. And he chose the descendants of Jacob among all of those whom I have seen. I have recorded them as my firstborn son, and I have sanctified them for myself. All the ages of eternity, the seventh day, I will tell them so that they may keep my Sabbath on it from from everything as he blessed them and sanctified them for himself as a special people out of all the nations ding 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 nations and to be keeping the sabbath together with us and then over in the book of jubilees six seventeen, jake will read this piece about noah so for this reason it has been ordained and written on the heavenly tablets that they should celebrate the festival of weeks during this month once a year to renew the covenant each and every year. So there's that idea of a renew, a renewing of the covenant, like we mentioned, and 
during Feast of Weeks. Yeah, and I didn't put it on here, but um, I don't know why I didn't. Uh, the story of Abraham when he makes the covenant and um, he Yahuwah makes him fall asleep and the animal carcass is split in two and Abraham is over here and Yahuwah passes between the carcasses and it was all the covenant is all on Yahuwah um, yeah. and that to, to me because I think of there could even be a, a Shavuot connection uh, because you've got the burning the burning lamp or the uh, fire, the fire, right? Mm-hmm. The furnace, mm-hmm. yeah. That passes through, and you've got covenant splitting. You've got blood, yeah. Um, but you know, I don't know. Probably on a mountain. Maybe a loose Lots of mountains over there. Was, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, so Noah, um, did you read that? Uh, yes. Israel set out from Hebron from his house on the first of the third month. He went by way of the well of the oath and offered a sacrifice to the Elohim of his father, Isaac, on the seventh day of this month. When Jacob remembered the dream that he had been, uh, seen in Bethel, he was afraid to go down to Egypt. Uh, but as he was thinking about sending word to Joseph that he should come to him and that he would not go down, he remained there for seven days on the chance that he would see a vision, whether he should remain or go down. Right, your turn. He celebrated the harvest festival, the first fruits of grain, with old grain, because in all the land of Canaan, there was not even a handful of seed in the land, since the famine affected all the animals, the cattle, the birds, mankind as well. 44.5. On the 16th, the, the Elohim appeared to him and said to him, Jacob, Jacob. So, but what I wanted to highlight here was uh, these dates. Uh, an additional events of being on the 15th and 3rd. So in 1410, you have a covenant between the pieces, and that's what I was referring to, I guess, earlier. I got ahead of myself. 1613, the birth of Isaac, fulfillment uh, in covenant with Laban, 29-7. So, um, right, so these would have all happened around midpoint of the third month, which pretty much aligns with when Shavuot would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, you know, that I do think, um, you know, it doesn't say, spell out necessarily, this is Shavuot. But, right. But timing, it makes sense that that's a possibility. Right. But even then, when we go to uh, the first Shavuot that they're told about on the mountain, it doesn't specifically say that's Shavuot or that's the exact time of Shavuot. We assign it. This is when, you know, the, uh, the law was given on Sinai. But it doesn't specifically say that. That's, mm-hmm. um, but you can infer that that's what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And then in Samson, we have an interesting story. So we've got uh, with Samson and um, Judges. I'm not sure what part of Judges. It just says 19. So you guess you got to go look it up. Surely you can find the story of Samson. Um, I did. <laughs> and if I can find it, you can find it too. So Manoah took a young goat and a grain offering and sacrificed them to Yahuwah on a rock, and he used it as an altar. While Manoah and his wife watched, uh, Yahuwah did something miraculous as the flame went up to heaven from the altar. Fire. The messenger of Yahuwah went up in the flame. 
When Manoah and his wife saw this, they immediately bowed down with their faces touching the ground. So it sounds similar. Yeah, you, you got this, this flame, flame going yeah. up. Yeah. So there's a messenger there. Yes. Mm-hmm. My turn. Oh, go ahead. And the messenger of Yahuwah didn't appear again to Manoah and his wife. Then Manoah knew that this had been the messenger of Yahuwah. So Manoah said to his wife, "We will certainly die because we've seen Elohim." Ooh. So, and then uh, anything else about that, Jake? It's just interesting that uh, you have all these places that you, unless you're studying it and trying to find what the connections are and trying to understand what Yahweh's telling you, you know, digging in, you don't really see this stuff. You read past it, uh, but knowing that Yahweh has, puts these patterns in place, you see, oh, well, there's this, it just happens to be this fire going up here, you know, and, oh, well, that's happened before, when, you know, and when you see it kind of every time, it kind of points to something that he's trying to tell us, so. Yeah. Keep, so keep your ears open for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just the last slide we have here, there's some more s- sources uh, that you can look up. Um so when I first looked at that, I thought it was saying dolphin, but yeah. it's idol, isn't it? Idol fin? So, <laughs> I don't know. It I'm could sorry. say a lot of things. <laughs> so, um, but definitely there's some other places uh, that you can find some additional information, and I put those in there, and I will make this available as a PDF on my website, uh, on our website, uh, the Sabbath Lounge. And, and once again, we appreciate you tuning in. And uh, giving this a listen, we ask you to give it a like. Give us some comments, some good, some you know, maybe some comments. You can say uh, maybe next time, don't do your faces. Um, yeah, it's just too much for the internet. You know, I realize the internet may explode, but I'm willing to take that chance. So, you're a brave man. <laughs> yes, you're a brave I, man. I'm very brave. I'm very brave. I'm, I'm ready for the. Um, I don't know what I'm ready for. Everything. You're everything. ready for everything. That's right. At all times. So, so some comments, some questions, we might be able to answer them. Who yes. knows? Yes. And you can find Jake on the Hebrew Hammer. Yes. Gmail.com. Yep. So. so reach out and take the Hebrew Hammer challenge on the Sabbath Lounge website. Yes. Yes, you should do that. If yes. you, uh, you can actually go to the Sabbath Lounge website and there's a search box and you can type in uh, Hebrew hammer and it should take you to that link so yep. if awesome. not let me know I'll make sure that it does <laughs> so I'll have the um, the technology department work on that right so. a big team a big team of folks behind us yes to make right. this whole thing you run so smoothly you wouldn't believe the size of our team yes so yeah <laughs> we wouldn't either <laughs> But uh, but that's it. I think we're just going to ramble now, and uh, we'll save you from that. So uh, we appreciate you uh, taking time to be here at Shabbat Lounge, and we ask, and just like uh, if I can steal what Zach says, you know, go home, read your Bible. That's it's a uh, good advice. That's yes. what we all should be doing. And so um, in these troubling times, um, prepare yourself because uh, you know time is short, and you can't help but look at the world the world events and and you can't you know i definitely think there are things here we're supposed to pay attention to and learn and be ready and be prepared because 
it is a dry rehearsal, I think, for what we're gonna see. You know, right. we're just seeing we're just seeing a little bit. And we know the feasts are play a big part in that. So yeah. mm-hmm. so brush up on it. That's right. Be ready. All right. All right. Shalom. Out. See you later.